don't want to wait. I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin. And we have a guest. It's yeah. Jen. Hi. Hey, Jen. <laughs> I'm glad you're here because I want to hear all about how Rory is the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rory is the worst. <laughs> uh, she's not doing herself a lot of favors, I, I'll tell you this week. Whew. Um, but, uh, yes, um, Jen, thank it's you a lot so of, much. It was a lot of Rory this week. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Rory. Yeah. Yes. I really started off this, like, Logan thing excited. Um, mm -hmm. Not so much. Uh, well, I do have to, I'll admit, if I'm forced to choose a team, and uh -huh. I've said this before publicly, it's okay. If I'm forced to choose a team, I would be Team Logan for right. various reasons. Yeah. But overall, I'm not really Team any of them. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think any of their relationships are that great they may start off great and, and then end and part of that is just because Rory's in high school going to college and that's the time when you're supposed to have relationships that don't end up so great yeah. right but yeah I don't yeah think I think any that, of them are great I think that's why this fandom in particular it's fun to talk about her boyfriends because they're all bad like there's no <laughs> There's not many redeeming qualities. I don't know. It's just it's complicated, and it's mm -hmm. it's it's a this is a good fandom to discuss her boyfriends, which which team you're on. But we watched uh, yes. the episodes Jews and Chinese food. Yep. Uh, so good talk. So good talk. Mm. Uh oh, what was the other one? Pop friction. <laughs> That's right. And live and let diorama. To live and let diorama. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, so that I think it's wrong. like to live and let die, to live and die in LA, to live and let die, and then diorama, I guess. I don't know. Right. All right. So, as we've been doing, Jen, I don't know if you've been listening, keeping up to date, but uh, we've been now mm -hmm. kind of splitting these off into chapters to get through these episodes a little easier and to stay kind of on, you know, we're talking about one thing and then we move on to the next thing to talk about it. So. Um, and I have been naming these chapters and I actually, the, right out of the gate, my very first chapter for the, um, uh, episode Jews and Chinese food is probably my favorite chapter title I've ever made up. It just came to me at a flash. Uh, it was like a moment of inspiration. I call this one cuck soup. Uh, so... oh dear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, so uh, we start off uh, in Yale, and Lorelai has now arrived in her new orange hat. And... She looks like she's duck hunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jonathan has made himself at home, and Paris is very open about uh, the problems they have in their relationship, although sex is not a problem. And um... Although annoying, I think it's healthy how Paris has... It seems that uh, whatever her life coach's name was has worked. She's becoming a little bit more in touch with her emotions or yeah. her emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does even come though out like it it's makes, a, yeah, yeah. Even though it makes Lorelai uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it not good like for anybody <laughs> else. It's not good for anybody else. But yeah. it, it's probably good for Paris. Um, so oh, Paris does offer her help, uh, to Lorelai. She's doing some sort of paper to, for women of a certain age, coping with loneliness and depression. 
And Lorelai looks like she's about to turn around and smack her one, but then Rory warns Lorelai that Paris is chained, trained in Krav Maga. Krav Maga? Yeah. That's the, what the Israeli army trains in. Uh, mm. I immediately it's thought a, of Patsy from Jessica Jones. <laughs> I didn't watch any more than season one of that, but it's what the Israeli army trains in and trains their fighters in. So Wonder Woman, I guess, would be trained in Krav Maga. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so Rory get, gives a Rory brings her mother into the the cafeteria and points out we're not we don't do clicks here, um, but uh, it's like but don't sit there kind of thing, <laughs> you know because <laughs> it's not a click thing is because there's a vent there. Um, Lorelai tries to catch her up. There's grapefruit shortage. There was a Botox party, and they're doing Fiddler. Um, Lorelai just keeps insisting that she's fine. Now she's going to Weston's instead of Luke's. And um, and Rory recently got an email from Christopher. He's saying, it was a big misunderstanding. He likes Luke. He wants everybody to be happy. <laughs> and I love Lorelai's little statement here where she says, no, uh, Laura, uh, Emily actually poisoned the apple to give to Dopey to bring to the party. <laughs> Which I thought was perfect. Yeah, that's, that's about what happened. It's kind of a... Kind of a, a, you know, Dopey was a dope for going along with it. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she can see the root causes, Emily. Yeah. Uh, oh, crud. I lost my thought. I lost my train of thought. It'll come back. Uh, Lorla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we go out to the Yale courtyard. Uh, we're still at Yale. We're, we're going to stick at Yale for a little while. Um, we see Mar- uh, Rory's naked guy, Marty. And uh, he he immediately runs off as soon as uh, she calls him calls his name, and um, yeah, Lorelai leaves. Oh, I've been dumped before. I, I I can get through this. It's fine. Don't worry about me. So, staying at Yale, um, Jonathan's in a mood. Glenn hassles Jonathan for sounding like his mom. Um, what else? Okay, I have to chime in here because do. I don't know that getting a new glasses prescription can affect your sassiness level. A new glasses frame, maybe. <laughs> but when Glenn is like, it must be my new glasses prescription, I was like, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I suppose if you look kind of different, it gives you like a confidence or something. But seeing well, differently, yeah. I don't know. Because that's why I asked Steph last week, jokingly, if she needed me to chime in on Lane switching to her contacts. And, oh, yeah. Luke, and Luke not wearing his safety glasses. Just jokingly, and then she so nicely invited me to come this week. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, and then Glenn talked about his glasses prescription, and I was like, "This is just, it was fate." Yes, yes. You're you're an eye doctor, in case anybody is listening, just for Gilmore Girls and hasn't heard from you before. But yeah, oh yeah, I'm an eye nerd. It's okay. <laughs> you're an eye zombie. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Jonathan wants hard copy as well as electronic and, uh, but w- whatever, Rory just spots Marty and runs out to talk to him, even though Jonathan's like, Hey, I'm talking, you know? And, uh, so Marty is out in the courtyard carrying an enormous, star- uh, an-, an enormous scarf around his neck. He's like, I have nothing to do. I'm just carrying this giant scarf around. It's better than those little teeny thin things that <laughs> Lorelai and Rory were wearing a couple of weeks ago. That's true. Do like, you, I don't know. Robin, because you went, you went to university in the north 
northeast or whatever but like so my university has tunnels like we didn't have to go outside in the winter like we could go from our dorms to to our classes like all underground oh wow Uh, anything like that it was is is there a lot of that in canada i think so I mean, I'm not, I not every school, but I think it depends. My school is newer too, but I also went to a conference in high school at one and they had tunnel. It was older. It's a very well-known school um, yeah, called St. FX. No. <laughs> no, it's called St. FX, St. Francis, uh, St. FX is in uh, Nova Scotia. And they had some tunnels too, but not to their whole campus. So, what was that movie? This was not a college. It's a, it's uh oh, what's his, no, what's his name? Skulls was filmed in Canada at, um, in St. Catharines, I think. They, no, it's almost, it's a, a building, office buildings, like in this city. Uh, what's his name that makes movies from Canada? Uh, well, I mean, where do we start? <laughs> uh, Michael and, J. Fox. And um, these, in these buildings, they had like, um, you could go all over these buildings from building to building through these, uh, like hamster. in Montreal, you can, and in Toronto, you can. No, Ottawa or mm, not. We don't have too many like office or buildings or stuff here in Ottawa that you can. Who is the guy that to. makes movies? You know, there's a thing called vague booking, <laughs> and I think you're a you're kind I of can't a queen think... of vague. Sorry, I didn't podcasting. mean to pull, pull you on this tangent. I was just wondering because I don't know if Yale has those tunnels, but they clearly don't use them. Well, no, because really, no, probably I mean, not. The mole men really kind of stuck up in the upper provinces, um, and you know, obviously that required a need for tunnels. Um, <laughs> so everybody knows about the mole men, right? <laughs> not just me. <laughs> it's just like the lizard people. They're here. Um, so Steph's got two things. She's I now can't can- think <laughs> of. I mean, I, I've learned that I have that new thing that's going around the internet where you can't visualize things. <laughs> right, Anyways, okay, sorry. Go back to you. I didn't mean to take you on a big tangent. I was just okay. curious if universities in the U.S. had that. Like my, I went to grad school in the states, but it was a small little school, and we definitely didn't have. You know, we had one building and a dorm, so no tunnels. Mm. I mean, maybe if we need a like a, a campus that needs to have a murder on it. I mean, obviously you'd want ones with tunnels, but um, maybe I mean, like ours were fun. Like every year, every floor would do a mural, and so they're decorated, and then different societies had different murals. The uh, but... Life and Death Brigade. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> fraternities and sororities aren't really that big in Canada. But I do think when I was leaving, there was some kind of existing, and they may have had one. I don't know. All right. Well, we've given Steph enough time, and I'm going to move on. <laughs> I can't uh, think of I can't think of words. So so uh, so Rory says she misses Marty a lot, and she wants him to come and hang yeah, out. Yeah, she's so happy brothers. to see him. Yeah, duck soup. And this is so okay. Ninety nine point nine percent of teenagers, nineteen year olds, do not care. About old stuff. Oh yeah. Well, they're writ- these are writ- these are teenagers written by older people. So yes. So probably Rory and Marty are the only people on campus who care about the Barks brothers. I mean, you know, I can't say that though. You know, I I know as a young 
20 something, I really wanted to get into old movies and stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, Rory, uh, was raised by Lorelai, who of course showed her all sorts of strange things <laughs> from, from the stories we hear. Um, and how to enjoy things in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I- ironically and mm-hmm. sarcastically and yeah. Do you think that the dichotomy of Marty having this, like, I guess, more knowledge of old movies than in contrast with them sort of devolving him again, like turning him into the sullen friend zoned guy friend of Rory, mm-hmm. like makes him more believable or less believable? Like, because I sort of feel that's what I sort of feel about all the college, like Rory's changing a little bit, Marty's like devolving, but that's kind of what happens in college. You have all these heightened emotions, your your worldview's changing, but then he they still like are written kind of highbrow and like having all this weird knowledge. I don't know. It, to me, it, yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's kind of like they're highbrow and lowbrow at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And then Marty is like, you know, salt to the earth, good guy, down to earth, common people. I just don't feel like I know Marty very well, so I'm not really attached to him either way. I'm like, okay, but this other guy has a, is like more of a personality, even though some of it is kind of toxic. He's it still just stands out more to me, and it uh-huh. does, it totally makes sense to me why Rory would be more interested in him because uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, this is the first time I'm like, oh, he likes Marx Brothers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before he was just kind of like the person that listened to Rory. <laughs> I mean, is it between Rory and Logan, is it that she feels like he can help her with her career? Like, does she feel like she can get, is he just exciting because he's offering her all these unknown experiences that she can, she could try out and, uh, or is it a selfish reason of he's, he, you know, materialistically and I could, I can uh, grab onto him and use him and ride ride oh, his no. coattails. I, I don't think, think so. it's that, especially because she didn't know who his dad was initially. Maybe mm-hmm. that might come into play. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just a happens. coincidence that the newspaper thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's contrived mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> um, all right. So. Um, yeah, she's relentless, so she decides to go ahead. So we go to um, back to the dorm, and Jonathan gives Rory some guff for stepping out of the newsroom, not showing respect. And he yeah, did then... she jump? Did she feel like she could leave because he's sleeping with Paris, her roommate? Like, no. I get special privileges because Dole is at my apartment all the time. Oh, I mean, when he puts his feet on her coffee table. It might be something like that, but I, I, you know, he's just kind of blabbering away and it's like, yeah, we get it, you know, Do yeah. need to sit here and look? to me again, I know this is a very prestigious newspaper that is coming from this college, but to me, I'm just still kind of like, yeah, this is school paper and you know, it's not like totally the real world. I know he's trying to prepare them for the real world. It doesn't mean not that the he times. gets to, gets not to be the able post. to yell at them and go on a huge diatribe just because he's having a bad day. But I do love that she just is like, well, I have no time for you here, and you can just get out. You're here all the time. And uh, Marty's coming over. So, yeah, Rory goes over the top, 
She cosplays as Harpo. <laughs> she has a poster standee. She's got tons of food. Okay. Where did she get the money? Pretzels are not cheap. <laughs> How did she buy all those pretzels? She had poster boards, poster stands. She slept with Dean, went to Europe, didn't work like she said she was going to. She said she didn't want to work as a card swiper. So where is she getting money for this? And then later when she says she can cover Marty and then kind of jumping ahead in the next episode, then yeah. she doesn't have money to do her laundry. Like, yeah, I literally wrote, where does Roy get all the money to buy pretzels? It's like Lorelai. It goes back and <laughs> forth. It's like, oh, they're broke. She's broke now and she's not broke now. And, but, you know, now now you can see that Lorelai is bringing in some money. So it's, you know, she's not doing the broke thing anymore. But, yeah, it's true. I mean, Again, she's it's, she's got her mom. You know, her mom could just send her money, and you know there might be some stuff going on off off camera that we don't know about. That you know she gets. A, I guess. I don't know. She had a pity twenty dollars stuffed in her pocket the last time they hung out. Uh, all right. So, um, Marty is not that chatty. They start the movie. Marty uh, all of a sudden is a guest on an episode of Hot Ones for a moment there. And because of the wasabi nuggets and uh, then Paris storms in because now she's got to go stay at Jonathan's and it's like a third wheel country over there. There's Warren, there's Andrew. It sucks. <laughs> Andrew's uh, my favorite. She has to take her own toilet paper. Yeah. You can just imagine. You can just imagine boys. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh gosh. I just completely screwed up my notes here. Um, I will cut that out and put that in where it belongs, but I'll just continue with this. Um, uh, so yeah, Marty says Marty gets into like high levels of geekdom over an I love Lucy episode that he thought was lame. And yeah. And I know exactly what he's talking about when they're doing that mirror thing. Yeah. They don't exactly match up, Mm -hmm. but you know, you just kept overlook it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, then Logan arrives and he's just like grab your coat Ace we're going to get some Chinese and he's like oh I'm, I'm here with Marty well he can come too uh, and Marty's like uh, oh I'm strong. no competition oh. <laughs> and uh, you know Rory's like hey uh, let's go it'll be fun again Rory well Rory. I don't know if this is a Rory is the worst moment she does Marty could speak up but more and Rory she could does put... give him an answer, but Rory could be like, "Not today." Yes, yeah. I'm here with my friend. Yeah. Um, we're not. That would be rude. Yeah. It's like I invited Again, you. Rude. You invited me over. Like, like she just got mad at Logan for doing the same thing. <laughs> like he invited her over to come hang out, and all of a sudden he's oh, yeah. playing playing poker with his friends, and she's just sitting on the side. Now she invited him over for like Harpo and Groucho and all that. And uh, now they're going to get Chinese. Like he's put in a position of like having to make the decision. It like what if he said like, of course he's going to say yeah, of course let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like he just looked like a jerk if he said no. But obviously he'd be in the right. Um. All right. So we're at the Chinese place. It really reminds me of the the Chinese restaurant from It. Uh, <laughs> me <waiting>. too. <laughs> I was like, is the food going to come alive? <laughs> I don't know. The room looked pretty close to the same. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Lindholm's here. <laughs> oh, I have trivia. Ricky Lindholm. Okay. Uh, where's it at? Marty Lindholm. Okay, Ricky Lindholm, who previously made an appearance in season three. Uh, one's got class, the other one's got 
Yeah. Let me start over. She played. Okay, Ricky (laughs) Lindholm, who previously made an appearance in season three, one's got class and the other one dies. As a precocious student, makes a new appearance as a completely different character, Juliet, one of the life and death brigade ladies with a penchant for watching others eat in difference to keep her figure until marriage. Yeah, I'm not going to eat until I get married. (laughs) I literally wrote, yay, she's here. And then, boo, her character sucks. <laughs> yeah. She should just eat Chinese food. It's delicious. Again, when I couldn't do the other episodes and then Steph told me the name of this one, I was like, perfect. I'm Jewish. I eat Chinese food on Christmas. I'm an expert <laughs> as well on this. Uh, so, so yeah, another guy talks about boarding school in Switzerland and Marty, Marty kind of chimes and he's like, hey, did you miss home? And and he's like, oh, which mom was I on at that point? Miss Home? What an idiot you would, you are for asking that. Um, so the, at the end of the dinner, they wonder where they're going to go next. And it's like, oh, let's go see the Zydeco music at this Cajun place. And uh, then the check comes in. It's $75. I like, did Marty look at the menu? Or did Logan and them just kind of walk in and go, let's order this, 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 and this. Oh, you'll love this. And just order a bunch of stuff. Yeah, probably so. I'm assuming that. That's kind of what it's like at Chinese restaurants. Money, yeah. money is no object. Mm. But you order family style. Like, that's the way it goes. So um, he goes to look for an ATM. And the, the, uh, that jerk guy is like, oh, quaint. Uh, and then uh, Marty admits outside that he's got $18 in his bank account. And, and Rory offers her money. Um, her magic money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Marty decides, you know, outside the, you know, outside the door, just like, I'm just tell her I like her and, you know, and then she's like, I like Logan and Rory's like, no, let's just kind of come back in and watch duck soup. And he's like, I don't want to associate a movie I like with this embarrassing moment. So he's gone. And then later on, Logan steps through her window and says that move seemed cooler in the movies. And uh, gives her a proper goodnight kiss. And she's like up for some action. <laughs> she's like the aggressor. Yeah. Rory, I to, to me, the season is very much like Rory. Rory loves the sex now. And, uh, you know, little Rory's all grown up now. And uh, Well, it's, but it's more than that. It's that conversation she had with her dad. You know, he what attracts him to Lorelai is her spunk. So she thinks that if she uh, is more assertive like that, then she will attract Logan. And then he drops this good because if you thought climbing in that window was hard, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So after spending 20 minutes on one section of an episode, let's move on to the next. uh, I call it sunset, sunset. Uh, (laughs) This is... (laughs) Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're at Weston's Bakery. I love Lorelai's. Hi, I'm Lorelai. I'll be here every morning. Uh, and then, of course, offers orders coffee, 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 and ends up getting three coffees. <laughs> she says, it's my bit. They don't understand it. Um, later, Lorelai sees the boat outside. Uh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's complicated because on one hand. He snuck into her garage and took the boat without talking to her about it. Right. And didn't, didn't she say she bought that? Yeah, she yes. Yes. Yeah, because later on, they, you know, do you own this boat? Yes, I do. 
as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So I don't go. Yeah. So it's really weird. And like, he won't talk to her about it. He doesn't want her at her, doesn't want it at her house. It's hers. You know, it's just like, and then uh, she has to. He spends the whole episode trying to talk to him, to her Mm. at the school. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to see her. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I love this little moment with young Bradley coming in and being too terrified to talk to Luke, who is just like a wolf man at this point. <laughs> um, and then Lulu, who I guess is a third grade teacher. I didn't know that. Or maybe I knew that and I just kind of forgot. I don't think we knew that. I think this is a neat thing. Um, so, you know, because Bradley needs you for the set design. Adults all signed up. Lorelai signed you up and she's making the costumes and he's like gruff about it. And all of a sudden he hears Lorelai and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I could probably help out with that. Um, meanwhile, uh, yeah, she's, Lorelai's talking to Sucky about being upset because Luke took the boat and she got the White House tour of the boat. (laughs) She saw it from this angle. She saw it from that angle. She saw it from above. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Sucky's like, he's putting it on display, you know? (laughs) Um, and so Lorelai comes back to her house and there's the empty garage Wide open, by the way. He didn't, like, close the doors, you know. Even though he always complains that her house is left open. Right. Back at the school, Luke arrives with tools. Uh, this kid, Damon, announces that his mother is a lesbian and uh, and says it a lot. And everybody's used to Damon talking about that. And it's just such it a makes... normal kid thing. I, it's so funny. I know. But, like, Luke is, Luke is uncomfortable every time he says it. <laughs> I guess Luke is just uncomfortable with kids because that's just. And even in the early two thousands, why is that a joke? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just like I think it's more of a joke. You know, we do ding this this show a lot for things like that, but I don't know. It's it's like a thing. Like you don't want to talk to a kid about someone's his mother's sexual preference. It's like I don't know. It's it's like how the Paladinos think children would talk. Mm -hmm. But also maybe the kids this is a new revelation to this kid that his mother's a lesbian and that he keeps saying it and keeps saying it keeps saying it and that's just how kids are it's a little it's a little younger i mean i'm thinking about my own kids and i know my my littlest who's in kindergarten would totally do that she says uncomfortable things to see if anybody will say anything back to her but she also wants to tell people these uncomfortable things and wants to talk about them so she'll just mention them this kid, it seems a little old for that, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I think the main point is Luke feels uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Carrie directing and she's ready to go. Oh. <laughs> Carrie, she's great. <laughs> yeah, I love she... that her daughter hides under chairs to get away from her. <laughs> I know so many, I don't know. I interact with a lot of parents and children and that makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I looked her up. She, I don't think she's acting anymore, but I thought she sounds like she's from Texas. <laughs> and she went to, like, Southern Methodist University, which is in Texas. Hmm. Uh, Kirk is there. He is, of course, playing Tevya. And Lulu of course. explains late. Like, uh, for, we're, we're left with this for a few moments, and I'm like, is anybody going to say anything about this? And then finally Lulu's like, we couldn't find a kid to fill the part. Last year they had a Jesus with a peanut allergy, and we're not going to go through that again. Uh, so Kirk is playing Tevya. And it's really funny. It's a nice reversal of uh, Kirk getting her the whore part uh, last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Lulu's giving him the part of Tevya. Uh, I find it odd that in 
elementary school would do two such uh, adult plays. Yeah, like Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar and Fiddler. Like I thought, I feel like I saw uh, another high school do Fiddler when I was in junior high, and I know that okay, like Jewish kids get sent to camp in the summer, so like one of the years that my summer camp they did Fiddler, but it was the older kids, the younger kids did something else. Yeah, now like, they have uh, you know, like um, kids version. Li- I think. They have like Aladdin Junior or Into the Woods Junior, and I wonder how long they've been doing those, making special plays for younger groups. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So meanwhile, Lorelai and Sookie are going to be uh, um, redesigning this garage, and Michelle's calling. He's. It, it, it looks like he's feeling left out. I guess because they're off doing something. So. He, they bring them over and put them to work, and they they paint the inside of the garage hot pink and baby blue with a disco ball. And uh, and he's stenciling. He's stenciling. I love him. <laughs> Lorelai isn't very doesn't look very excited about it. So it's the big day. Luke is trying to figure out where the other adults are, and uh, I love this moment where Kirk's like, "Hey, this dairy cart is built way too well, so it just takes <laughs> the wheel." Uh, Yanta trips over her dress, and this outrages Luke, and he goes storming off to find Lorelai and uh, so he finds her at the the garage and uh, she says she had to take care of the garage because it was like a giant hole of depression and uh, yeah Luke thought taking the boat would be helpful to her and Lorelai said it was like displaying a big billboard saying that they broke up and he says he didn't mean it like that and then she's like oh I'm not actually mad about it and they go off to the theater and they they keep their social distance backstage as the the kids <laughs> and the gr- fully grown adult uh, perform together. And um, Carrie scares Luke, who has a hammer, and she says, I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> Dirty. And then painfully, as Kirk sings Do You Love Me with a very talented 10-year-old little girl, uh, Lorelai and Luke stand there teary-eyed. And... Um, and the episode kind of ends with Luke helping with the cart and then just kind of like looking back longingly at Lorelai before pushing it off stage. So that's all I had for that one episode. <laughs> oh, uh, Lauren Graham's face during the song is so sad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They're both like flushed. You know, they're both the tears are they're coming. All right. Uh, anything else for that episode that I missed? The only thing I was going to the only thing I didn't bring up was when Rory and uh, Lorelai were talking just when like I hate when they use kids I realize here's because they didn't have Christopher to have him in the episode to apologize to Lorelai mm. but I hate when kids are forced to relay messages between parents that are separated yeah but I know that they had to do that to move it the story along but right. I hate that in real life and I hate that on TV <laughs> Oh, also at the Chinese restaurant, uh, Logan is touching Rory's hair, and Marty sees that. It makes him so mm. uncomfortable. Yep. So, good talk. Uh, good talk. My first ch- chapter I have here is called Young, Lo- <sighs> Young Rory in Lust. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so does Rory have to talk to her mother every time she has sex? <laughs> She's trying to now. It's like she did it before, and Lorelai got mad about it, and then she had that whole thing with Dean, and she and Lorelai kind of walked in on that, and uh, you know it's 
then she's like making out hot and heavy at her grandmother's wedding and Lorelai was irritated about that. It's like now she's just like, yeah, needing to talk oh, to her about it. God, I hope my kid doesn't talk to me every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I went to school very far away from my... <laughs> I'm glad I'm a male <laughs> and I have daughters. <laughs> they just need protecting. My mo- my wife can do all that stuff. Um, I'm very progressive. If they want to talk to me about it, sure. But, uh, you know, I'd rather not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd just be like, no, don't do that. That's what my <laughs> roommates do that. It's like, oh, you expect to give me to give you your, your permission or <laughs> be okay with it? No. Uh, anyway, so uh, Rory's counting change. She's broke again. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Logan grabs her aside, pays for the coffee, and grabs her aside for a little snog. And um, he's going to drop a paper off, and Rory wants to look at it, and he doesn't want, he doesn't trust her with it. Because Why I, does he call it a cute meat? Who calls it that? It's a meat cute. Did they say that? Yes. Oh. He's like, this would be a real cute meat if we hadn't no. already met before. That's that's wrong. It's meat cute. Yeah. Everybody knows Okay, that. thank you. I mean, they literally named a uh, charcuterie place after it in uh, iZombie, so. Okay, not just me. Yeah, I thought it sounded weird. Uh, So Rory arrives home with laundry, uh, but Lorelai is using the washer dryer for her dancing Santa Claus socks, and Lorelai gives her a 20. She's like, I know you're broke, and then lifts off some job opportunities that she could take, uh, shooing dogs away from a radio transmitter. Uh, holding a slow sign at construction. Dogs or cows? Oh, was it cows? I thought it was cows. Oh, Either way, right. ridiculous. Or helping Andrew at the bookstore. Andrew, this guy that we see every once in a while, and I keep going, oh, wait, that's Andrew. Yes. <laughs> like, he's been here on the show this entire time, but he shows up in, like, one or two episodes a season. Um, and he doesn't show up in this one, even though they name, they name check him. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, all right, so we're at Weston's uh, much later. Uh, Lorelai is having pie with Suki. Yeah, okay, because Suki is so worried that Lorelai is going to be a homebody spinster old lady. And uh, Lorelai said, well, I was that way. I was a homebody before, even when I had a, a boyfriend. Right. Uh, she has Netflixed all the stars are, stars is born. Yep. And You're talking so, about a different chapter, but go ahead. What? That's a different chapter. That's the Luke and Lorelai chapter. We're talking about the Rory stuff. We're, we're talking about Rory and Lorelai. Uh, they're just there, okay, Steph? Okay, okay. We'll this is confusing. Letter. See, I don't even look at my notes because my notes don't even make sense. Okay. <laughs> Rory shows up mad and uh, Suki dozes off and uh, Rory takes uh, Lorelai to a different table and wants to tell Lorelai things with Logan have started. And uh, mm-hmm. Lorelai's like, oh, we should meet each meet him again. And uh, and that's when Lorelai's like, so good talk. And it's almost like I think she's jealous. Um, uh, no. Maybe. What do you think she's uh, or is she just uh, awkward? I think she wants to. It's a, OK. This is also jumping forward. How go ahead. I go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I don't need to... <laughs> well, it's just like when she's talking to Luke like later on about how Rory is pulling away or like, because she doesn't live at home. Like even though Lorelai doesn't agree maybe with what Rory's doing, she 
has seen what happens when she like when Rory left for Europe at the beginning of the season, she's trying to prevent that from happening again. So because Rory's away at Yale, she's kind of taking any of these talks that she can get to try and hold on to what their relationship was. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't think she's jealous. On, yeah. I, well, yeah. I think, I think she could foresee what happened at the end of these episodes. Yeah. Mm. I think she knew, like I said, Rory is not a casual sex kind of person. Right. She's not a uh, no strings attached person. She's used to having a boyfriend. Right. Yeah, this is, you know, falling into that. I can't, was it Nutty who mentioned it on the podcast of like, you know, when you're in university or, you know, when you're in your early 20s, like you get all these messages like, you know, find a man and work on him and change him and you know, you you have to change yourself for the relationship or he'll change himself for the relationship. But that's not really, you know, you have to change together. So like Lorelai knows that Rory might not be this person that Logan's looking for in a relationship before either Rory or Logan do, but they're also in their early 20s and they say they want things, but do they really want things? Like how do they right. know they're just kind of figuring themselves out? Yes. And, and I think Rory thinks that Logan... I think Rory thinks she can get Logan if she pretends to be aloof and no strings attached kind of person. Because mm-hmm. I think she sees him as that because he says he's not boyfriend material. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not girlfriend material either. <laughs> so, but, you know, she's just, she's got to try it out and she's got to see for herself that this is yeah. not going to work for her. Like maybe she thinks she wants to be that way, but then mm-hmm. obviously. At the end, we know that she's not. Right. Or she's figuring out that she's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, kind of finishing up this chapter, this Rory chapter, uh, you know, she calls Logan and he's not on his trip. He actually came back to Yale and it seems like he wants to spend time with her. And she's immediately like, yep. Because <laughs> she got... She bought all those books. Well, I guess Lorelai paid for the books, but she made all the money she needs for the rest of the semester by working two days again. Sure. <laughs> no, I think she wants to have sex. <laughs> or sorry, Sex trumps the, money. Spend the time with the, the person that she cares about deeply. Um, so, yeah, Lorelai gives her a roll of quarters on the way out the door. Uh, my next chapter is called Lane Realizes She's Programmed. Uh, it's really short. <laughs> So we have uh, Zach cooking dinner. looks very Lady in the Tramp. Um, Zach's sporting some longer hair now. Um, and, uh, yeah, they go in for a kiss, and I worry that Lane's hair is going to catch fire because <laughs> her hair is so close to that candle. Um, it doesn't. And so um, Lane just realizes that Zach wants to have sex. And, you know, they have a kind of a little mini argument because it's like, yeah, of course, all the clues are there. And then Lane immediately comes out with i have to wait till i get married and and uh zach's like i'm not sure if i'm okay with that and lane's like i'm not sure either (laughs) (laughs) yeah she surprised herself yeah (laughs) so uh she talks to rory about it later and uh yeah lane just kind of rants about like why of all the things that my mother taught me is this the thing that stuck Uh, did you notice did you notice behind her when she's like talking when they're talking in the bookstore the woman and man come up in the background at least four times 
four different times to pick up the same magazine. I was oh, no, distracted I didn't. by no. it. <laughs> no, last week uh, there was Lorelai and Suki were talking in the inn, and the, the same woman, and like you could hear her her high heels coming down. You know, it's not in the same room. It's like yeah, the adjoining room. She's walking by like several times, and you get she just sounds the same as she comes by the the door. But I did not notice <laughs> at the bookstore. I love that Rory talks tells Lane or sorry Lane tells Rory that she doesn't have mother taught morals standing in her way and like is it is it great and like it, how is it and then she realized oh not in front of the books <laughs> oh yeah and then yeah to end off this little chapter she yells at her mother in the streets you're in my head <laughs> yeah well this is where Luke is just like angry and like even more grumpier than usual and Lane brings. Rory food and the food is terrible like Luke is not Luke is so off his game his food is bad and uh she can't eat the burger and she said uh Rory says oh Lane thank you for the concept of lunch (laughs) she's gonna go eat at Al's Pancake World or something Something. Uh, my next chapter is Emily suffers the consequences um so skipping back to the beginning of the episode Uh, okay uh, Friday night dinner. Oh, I'll get, I'm getting to it. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Rory uh, wishes. Yeah, Rory wishes Lorelai called her landline because her cell phone bill is astronomical. I was just like, I remember that. Like that doesn't seem to be a thing for people anymore. It used to be like, don't call me on my cell phone. You're like, don't, don't call wait me till, between certain hours. Yeah, wait till tonight and call. Yeah, wait till tomorrow and call. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Emily, she. I mentioned a scene because Emily is mailing postcards to Lorelai and Lorelai is just kind of like ripping them up. <laughs> and Rory has to point out like, hey, I'm actually mad at um, Grandma too. Okay, so Richard and Emily are on their second honeymoon in Europe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's pretending like everything is fine, that there's no reason that Lorelai should be mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the Dragonfly and Lorelai keeps hanging up on Emily. Richard calls. Oh, that's great. Hands, hands it off to Emily and gets hung up on. <laughs> yeah, just like no big deal. So the Friday night dinner, Rory arrives and is super chilly. And uh, Emily is very excited to talk to Rory, but uh, Richard is the one that uh, uh, Rory warms up to. Mm-hmm. And she gets leaves of grass in Greek. I was, I was, um, Kind of, oh, what's the word? Oh, no, I'm having a stuff moment. What's I was going to say, is I this can't a, think of the word. Is this a, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Is, is Leaves it's of okay. Grass the book that uh, Bill Clinton got from Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> but I was going to say, oh, it's bittersweet for me because I was in Athens in February, like before we all weren't allowed to leave our houses. Mm-hmm. And so then. I didn't actually go to the archaeological museum because now they have a newer one. But um, I was like, yeah, it is beautiful. I was like, yeah, the, you know, you can see the Parthenon from everywhere. I was like, I was just like, oh, I want to go back to Greece. I want to go out of my apartment. But anyways, bittersweet. Mm. Uh, during the dinner, Emily is signaling Richard to help. He's trying, but uh, Rory is not willing to engage. And then Emily just has enough. And she's like, Come on, what's going on? And Rory's like, do we really have to get into this? And Emily brings up the contract, you know, and Rory's like, well. We have a contract. <laughs> I don't have to be uh, nice about it. 
You know what you did. I understand that Emily is the one who went to Christopher, but why do they treat Richard that he, like he has zero like fault in the situation? Like he also made Luke feel like an idiot at the wedding. He, you know, he's not without fault. Did what did you what did you see? I mean, the suit. When he's thing, talking to I him think about that was the, just the normal Richardness, I don't think it was very pointed. Yeah, but but that think? like being unaware of how that was insulting to Luke. Mm. And, and, you know, like, wanting him to franchise. And, like, is it because they never hear Luke or they never hear Richard disparage Luke as directly as Emily? Like, I don't know. I just feel like. It's really anyway. sad in this season that I, I just felt like every single time Luke had an interaction with Richard and Emily in the earlier seasons, they did not act like this towards him. You know, well, but he wasn't dating their daughter. I guess so. I guess that's all the all the difference. But it's just I know. I mean, oh, when Richard so was in the terrible. hospital with his heart attack, it seemed like Emily and Luke had like this special that's connection. What about yeah, oh. I don't know. I mean, Rory's acting again like a you know a young adult who doesn't necessarily maybe know how to express her feelings the most constructive way, but. I just think Richard isn't totally not at fault. Right. Um, so Richard calls Lorelai saying that he's got, she's got to talk to Rory and Lorelai's like, I don't have to intervene. I don't have to do anything. And um, um, Richard tries to explain what happened. And Lorelai says, well, I, we broke up and it's because of what um, Emily did. And she has no beef with Richard. And uh, kind of gets him involved in some insurance stuff. And yeah. She, yeah. Suddenly out of the blue, she's like, let me ask you about my insurance. Oh, you want to – my dad. Like I could see my dad if I asked him about, I don't know, whatever fishing supplies. He would just, right. ooh, perk on up. You know, yeah. just be so proud to talk about <laughs> insurance. Yeah, I'm sure if I got into some sort of like – you know, dramatic altercation with like my oldest daughter. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, so what's your favorite season of Buffy? I've been watching it. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, uh... <laughs> well, obviously I'm going to go to three with the whole faith thing. But uh, anyway, so, uh, uh, so yeah, we're at the dragonfly and he commends her on the end. And he says that Lorelai should just sell the inn, and she can run it still, but be a, a whole lot richer because, you know, she sold it. You know, but that's what's wrong with America. <laughs> He's so like willing to like like franchise, sell like, your soul, yeah. just sell your soul to the huge corporation. Mm -hmm. Yes, Luke and Lorelai are not greedy, money hungry. You know, ready to sell yeah, off like to the hospital. Immediately go on to the next thing. It's like. They've put so much work into that one thing. Like, why would they want to part with it? It's what makes mm -hmm. them happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, back at the Gilmore house, Emily angrily clips flowers and is mad at Richard for being the favorite. And she's just talking to me like I had to act. She's incapable of knowing what's right for her. And Richard settles her down saying, listen, she's willing to deal with me. At least we'll still have contact, you know, through me. See, he's meddling, too. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's in cahoots with her. For sure. I don't know. But I don't know. He didn't go to Christopher and send him to the wedding and set that all. I mean, that was their wedding. Like, why did. I don't know. I wonder why Richard isn't mad at Emily about it, quite honestly. Because he agrees with her. Yeah, I guess so. 
she's you know he he's not mad at her because he wants that too well he might not necessarily want Lorelai with Christopher but he doesn't want her with Luke right um, next chapter I call just Lonely Lorelai. It's basically, um, Sookie trying to have a girl's night with Lorelai, like, like you said, Steph. Yeah, she, like, she's eight months pregnant. <laughs> oh, well, in two months, after I have this baby, we're, we'll go out. But then you'll have two babies at home. And then finally she comes up with this, August 14th, <laughs> six months away, we'll finally be able to take a girl's weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, Right when uh, right when Rory is leaving, um, that's when Lorelai fires up uh, uh, Judy's A Star is Born. We'll get back to that. Like you said, though, my next chapter is Luke lash- lashes out. He's dropping plates on tables. Um, uh, he's uh, tossing people out. <laughs> this guy complains about his omelet. And then he Kirk really the- likes burnt toast. <laughs> blackened Cajun bread. <laughs> I just love the whole thing. Like, how's everybody else's eggs, huh? And they're like, oh, great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he's he, Lane warns him that he's losing people to Westons, and he scream, and Luke just turns and screams at everybody, and then people just start leaving. And uh, yeah, Kirk ends up getting a, a cloth in the face later on. <laughs> <laughs> he says, like, it's a moist toilet. And a yeah, uh, and a napkin all in one. Yeah, I love this guy comes in and he's and Lane's like, "Hey, you should just. I'm I'm about to leave. I'll I'll be right back. Just stand outside." And he's like, "Hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry now." And then she's like, "Okay," walks away. And then in the background, you see him getting tossed out. (laughs) That was funny. Um. So yeah, Kirk later is eating what he thinks is meatloaf, and that's when Emily shows up. And Luke says he's busy, even though he's not really doing anything. Uh, Kirk explains mud pie to Emily. and Which Emily, is delicious. I'm is, with Kirk on this. Delicious. <laughs> Emily has Kirk leave and then says that uh, Lorelai isn't talking to her. And that basically he won. Go back to her. And, uh, and then turns and leaves and sees Kirk on the window and says, you're going to have to clean that window. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she thinks, oh, I'll just fix it. It'll go back to to normal. It'll be fine. I'll just fix it. So, yeah, as Judy Garland is singing in The Star is Born, Luke knocks and Lorelai opens the door and Luke just walks in and immediately start they start kissing. And, uh, yeah, I wrote in my notes, tears WTF. Uh, <laughs> so that's the end of that episode. All right. Uh, wait, did you oh, see sorry. A Star is Born, Robin? I have never seen any of the Stars of Borns. None Borns. of them. Oh, wait, Me no, either. I saw the I saw the Judy one um, way back when, and I remember being really depressed by it and was not interested in watching any others. So you didn't see the Gaga and Bradley Cooper? No, no. Nope. Oh. I sang Y'all shallow have... at karaoke though. So Jen, you haven't seen any? <laughs> nope. Oh, I feel like I may have seen part of the Streisand one because there was a time period where I watched a lot of. Streisand movies, but I don't really remember it, so I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the Streisand one. I just know uh, from the Judy Garland documentary there was a lot about that movie in that documentary where she just she's just so well trained and she works so hard and she makes miracles happen Mm -hmm. because MGM trained her on, you know, amphetamines and 
really good documentary. Let's go on to Pulp Friction. And the first chapter is called Dating Multiple People Only Works and Both People Want to Actually Do That. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Logan and Wait, Logan. Oh, question. And even then, not really. <laughs> yeah. Was Robert. Oh, I'm hearing myself. Yeah. Was Robert at the Chinese dinner? I don't, I don't think so. All these other people uh, blend in together. Yeah, they, I think he was I at the life and I think he was at the like life and death brigade. Mm-hmm. You jump, I jump, Jack. But I yeah. don't think he was at the and he was at poker, right? Because Rory says he was at poker. She mentions it, yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess. But so. I don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to figure. I remember like... him leaving when she like like he's one of the ones where she keeps talking and ease, and then yeah. and then oh. I think he's one of the ones that turns away. It's like, why do you keep talking? Like, you know. Okay. girl you keep who keeps saying this thing so i was trying to figure out how close of friends him and logan were mm-hmm. were they close friends or were they just all in the same group but i think isn't he the one who logan owed him a bunch of money when rory got to poker and then she fell asleep and woke up and he won all the money back or was that colin i don't know either way doesn't matter mm-hmm. again yeah they just all blend like randomly one of them has an accent I, I yeah one no has idea. a british accent finn. so okay yeah finn right of course a very british sounding is he <laughs> i thought he was australian oh really i have no idea an accent mm-hmm. and doesn't accent. matter <laughs> all right so yeah logan says plays are painful that deducts a point from him for team logan i don't know what the heck was going on there like he's what what play did they see i I assume that because rory writes features she had to write a review for some play at yale Uh, oh okay are we in the second year of college yes (laughs) Yes. we are yeah because first year they were branford uh uh, yeah 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 yeah. janet and tana and all that yeah yes i was like yes i remember her doing theater reviews how long ago was that (laughs) all right um so, yeah, Logan uses his key to the dining hall to get ice cream, and Rory is super excited for Cocoa Puffs. Like, as soon as she says Cocoa Puffs, I'm like, I could go for some Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> that was like some sort of subliminal thing. And she feels guilty, so she leaves cash. Oh, yeah, she's so afraid she's going to get kicked out of school. Like, Logan has no worries. Right. His family has, you know, all the money that my family has, has donated to this school, they can spare a few Cocoa Puffs. But this is like, classic she, Logan behavior. This is mm-hmm. a Logan behavior. Yeah, <laughs> she can't. Logan, except she for Wolverine. Can't, Wolverine wouldn't do this. <laughs> she can't get away with the with stuff like this, but yeah. he can. Yeah. All right. Fast forward. Uh, Rory is off uh, on the streets with uh, Lorelai getting a dress for her date. We'll talk about it. But um, that's when they notice that Logan is there on, you know, sitting t- at a table with some girl and he's being very close to her and rory is definitely bothered but then argues with her mother like yeah we both agreed to keep it casual and lorelei's like aren't you two sleeping with each other and rory's like mom it's college (laughs) and uh yeah so i guess that uh that means uh stds don't you know don't they don't get spread at all uh (laughs) you know that kind of thing um Anyway, uh, so back at Yale, Logan goes up to Rory because he spotted her as well and asks if they're still good and asks her to coffee. And Rory is not very happy, but she puts a smile on. And then later, Robert asks her to Finn's party and Finn is having a Quentin Tarantino party. 
So Rory decides to go, and uh, she goes as Go-Go from Kill Bill. Why does she have her Chilton uniform at Yale? <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> Tana, Tana really liked it. That's true. Yeah. I yeah, I forgot it. she had it last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so, like, she didn't wear it all first year. Her eccentric roommate did. So then she decided to bring it back because she thought maybe Paris would want to revisit. Like... Uh-huh. I don't know. I lived in dorms like all four years of my undergrad and we did not have that much space to like bring random clothes that you'd never wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't go to Yale. So who knows? Maybe they have giant closets. Robert is dead extra. Number two. Uh, Finn is Vincent. Uh, logo. Logo. <laughs> Logan is uh, Bruce Willis from Pulp Fiction. Um, what's his name? Boo Boo or something. I forget. <laughs> Uh, his date is the bride, and apparently there's someone there with a date who's dressed like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, Logan's date. What What was her name? Whitney. Whitney. She is a producer of uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Uh, I miss that show. It was great. I go to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Everybody is uh, <laughs> Everybody acts like they're cool with each other, but they're really not. Um, yeah. Later on, Logan pulls Rory aside and says, hey, Robert's kind of a jerk, you know, and let's go have a kiss and and let's get out of here. And um, and then he admits he doesn't like that she's there with Robert and also doesn't like that it's bothering him. And uh, I don't know. I just like I don't understand I, this. It's like I'm experiencing human emotions for the first time. I don't get my programming. <laughs> I mean, does he, has least, he never had a relationship before or? No, because everything is a game to him. Yeah. And he so. controls everything. So Crazy. is she I, doing this, this on purpose? Is she playing mind games? Is she playing hard to get? No. To, she trying to make him jealous or what? I don't think. No. No, I don't know. I choose not to believe that it's that convoluted. He said he wanted to date other people. She saw him with someone else. So she's like, this opportunity came up. She's like, I'm trying this out. I'm going to go on a date with someone else. Right. And exactly. I'm actually happy that she told him off and went back to Robert, even yeah. though she clearly it doesn't have, you know, whatever. No. Nothing's going to happen with them. Right. But, you know, as much as I'm like, Rory is the worst because she's the worst. Like, in this moment, she uh, I think it's excellent that she doesn't kowtow to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, Rory calls Lorelai the dragonfly and, and is actually feeling great about how, how it all turned out because this caused a complete turnaround with Logan. A complete... But again, so this is when it's problematic where she's like, I'm changing him because you can't change someone. <laughs> I guess so. But it's also like th- th- this is where we leave Rory and Logan here. We hear about that. Logan is actually this actually brought them closer or something to to that effect, and it doesn't does not gel with what what happens in the next episode. So, um, but we'll get into that. Um, well, like, well, Rory is like, yeah, I've got him where I want him. Like I've got, yeah, it's an are... about face from like at the party where she's like, this is what you wanted. Hmm. To now she's talking about how he's changing and this is what I want. It's like two mm-hmm. different Rorys. Yeah. Hmm. The next chapter is Michelle runs over Lorelai's foot. Uh, so this is all of the dragonfly. Uh, so American Travel Magazine is here or is coming with their photographer and uh, they're going to do a whole feature on the dragonfly Inn because it is one of the top 10 inns in Connecticut. Uh, 
But Michelle is back from California, and he's got eyewear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to point that out, Jen. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah. I did not have that noted, so thank you. <laughs> I just like how they <laughs> says eyewear, you know, just sunglasses. Um, who who got it's the all books? marketing? Where are the books? Yeah, I thought that was going to go somewhere. They, Me they too. Mentioned... I was like, this is a mystery we have to solve. The leather-bound books have been being swiped. It's like, oh, God, is Sookie, like, hiding No, Veronica Mars books? is the next hour of TV. No <laughs> mysteries in Gilmore Girls. Uh, yeah, so Michelle got Botox. He got them smog globes, which is pretty funny. But he was on uh, The Price is Right, and apparently he got cast to be on The Price is Right. And I, I, I just noted, like, wait. They don't pick people out of the audience for that show. That's all fake. It's, no, I it's thought you went to the Price Suki, is Right and you had a chance to be brought up front, you know. But it's not what Michelle said. It's what Suki said. Jackson's cousin uh, did. Like they do, they interview you in the line, and you have to be like super crazy and mm. yeah, yeah. Well, I know when I went to the Colbert show, uh, there was a couple that were very animated standing near me, and they got good seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hal shows up to shoot photos, and uh, but uh, his motor mo- Michelle's motorhome then gets uh, dropped off, and Michelle is like super rude to this guy, <laughs> and I, I was not a fan. Uh, he's trying to be helpful and say, "Hey, you know, I'll give you the tour and show you how this thing or that thing works," and he's just like, "Get it away, you get away." And I... but really, yes. he couldn't have left it at the end of the drive. He was delivering it. I, I, he wasn't told to leave it at the end of the drive. Also, Michelle, why did you have it delivered to the Dragonfly? Just like, why? Well, okay. So I, aside from now, always have stuff delivered to my work because I'm always at work and never at home. So that makes total sense to me <laughs> that he would have something delivered to work and not his home, uh, especially something you had to sign for. Because again, I'm never here. I can but, understand a package, but in a gigantic motor. <laughs> well, but. Because, remember, like you guys were talking about in the last podcast, they don't have a lot of parking and, like, they bring people up from wherever the parking lot is. Yeah. You know, like, they only have one parking space or two parking spaces, and then they bring people up in the golf carts. So I don't understand why if someone was delivering something as big as an RV, they wouldn't call up to the inn and be like, you have to come down to your parking thing to accept it. Like, there's not enough room there to drop (laughs) off said RV. Like, it's all... You know, it's just a cause of problem. But then I also was going to ask you, I don't do much photography. Do you think now with our digital cameras or like photo editing software that having dust in the air (laughs) would cause such a big issue? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't know. Also, it could be cool with like, you know, the magic twilight hour of taking photos, you know, because they kept saying we're going to lose the light. Like, isn't that the best time to take pictures anyway? Because stuff is hidden and softened. Definitely hidden behind that motorhome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lorelai yells at Michelle, and it, you know, Michelle, of course, you know, is sad about it, and Lorelai has to come back around and say uh, and help him uh, sell the motorhome um, to a group of people and, and apologizes to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, she like really goes off on him. Yeah, because she's sad and angry and can't yell at who she wants to yell at. Mm-hmm. The next chapter I called From Emasculation to Emancipation. 
Uh, we start off with uh, and and it, with with a little Luke and Lorelai spiced in as well. Uh, so it's mainly the the Kirk stuff here. Um, so Kirk is hosting the Ribbon Returns, and Lulu refuses dramatically to return her pink ribbon because she likes pink. And, <laughs> uh, and Kirk goes after her and returns with her shirt. <laughs> also, uh, um, uh, later on, he like chases a woman into a bathroom. <laughs> To get, his, get her ribbon. Uh, yeah, Kirk's a little creepy. Uh, meanwhile, Luke and Lorelai are happy and they're kissing and uh, being cute. Did they ever other. talk about anything? Who knows? Who knows? We don't need to see that stuff. Um, this is Gilmore Girls. Um, she uh, she comes back later. Wolf's down fries. Wants wanted pie and left a message for him to save the pie and. Luke mentions that he doesn't know how to use his cell phone all of a sudden, even though we've seen him use a cell phone or how many times. Um, and Lorelai enters herself on speed dial. And then she goes to Kirk and is wondering who is winning in the ribbon collecting. And Luke's like, hey, listen, they like ha- most of the town likes you better than me, so I can't compete. So Lorelai's like, well, you're paying for, you know, loser pays for dinner. So, uh, sorry, you going to say something? No. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> So yeah, Kirk mentions that he wants what Luke and Lorelai has, and uh, and he says his mother is allergic to Lulu. <laughs> Lulu changed everything; nothing works. Um, and Kirk says he considered paying forty thousand dollars to construct a separate entrance to the house that Lulu can come into. And Luke tells him to just grow up, be a man, and get the heck out of that house. And uh, Kirk starts thinking about it, and. Luke's done with the conversation. He's like, I've given you the logs. Now build the cabin. And Kirk points out that a cabin would actually cost more than an <laughs> So, yeah, later on with the dates, uh, Lorelai uh, gets really, like, overly agitated about the fact that Luke has a reggae CD in his truck. I mean, there could be so much <sighs> worse stuff that he could have in his truck that would be outraged over. But uh, reggae, uh, it seems <laughs> almost a tiny bit racist <laughs> to be like, what are you doing with reggae music? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to say she actually is racist. I don't believe that's what the writers intended, but it's just, it just comes off as like, I don't know. It's like later on, they, they mention how it's the same song. It sounds like the same song the entire time. And that I can understand because reggae does sound like the same beat over and over again for each song. But I don't know. It's just like, She's just so, like, angered about it. <laughs> and then it kind of turns into a cute thing where, like, you were lost without me, you know? Yeah, it was cute. Um, so he needs, he needs her to guide him. I guess. <laughs> um, so there's a noise coming from the garage, and it's Kirk sleeping naked in the boat. The boat is back. And Kirk took Luke's advice literally and realized as soon as he le- left, he he became a man and moved out. He had nowhere else to go. And uh, so Lorelai offers Rory's room for a night. Kirk is our responsibility yes. now. <laughs> so in the kitchen later on, uh, I love Luke going into the fridge. It's like, why are you not 450 pounds? Yeah, because... she said, it's the Lorelai paradox. Yes. <laughs> and because they never actually eat food when they order it. <laughs> True. Uh, oh, but they sure ate that plate the, the last time we talked about the the, the bachelorette party. Um, so, uh, uh, oh yeah, there was this whole funny bit where 
you know, Lorelai doesn't cook and she, she also does not do dishes. So every single thing she has Luke grab, it's like paper, this plastic, that grab extra plastic because sometimes the plastic breaks. Oh, cause they're eating the ice cream. Right. And yeah, Lorelai <clears throat> mentions that, you know, like dating girl is not what Rory is and things are different now. The relationship is a bit different. And uh, then we see Kirk sleepwalking out the door, <laughs> which is a nice callback. And uh, yeah, like at the end of the episode, we see that uh, Michelle finds uh, Kirk in the motorhome. <laughs> Cute. And uh, the final chapter I have for this episode, I, I titled it, She Did Her Best, What More Do You Want? <laughs> and so it's so at the Gilmore house. Uh, Rory brings newspapers and a kiss for Richard, nothing for Emily. And they expected Lorelai that, you know, that they got back together. So everything is okay. And, you know, Emily takes it out on her maid, decides that she's going to fire the maid for making the mistake of laying out a extra place setting for Lorelai that obviously she wasn't going to be there. Um, but yeah, when Emily goes to collect the plate and, and shoes Richard and Rory and the maid away, you see her kind of take a moment uh, at the table. Like she really is kind of disappointed that yelling at Luke to that he has, she has, uh, he has her permission to uh, date Lorelai again uh, without her, any problem from her. Wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, so later after Rory leaves, Richard thinks that Lorelai didn't come because she had something to do. And Emily says she got her filthy diner owner back. What's the problem? And Richard wonders if they didn't get back together. Um, yeah, maybe Luke's just so dumb he didn't get the hint. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually, you know, after Lorelai cools off, she'll come back around. They Now they won't have to deal with them as a couple, so they kind of won. Uh, See? He's terrible, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we go to Luke's, and Emily storms in and says, What on earth is wrong with you other than your obvious lack of fashion sense? <laughs> uh and then starts talking about, oh, do you think it was easy for me to come in here like that? And Luke immediately hits the speed dial. It puts the phone <laughs> down on the counter. <laughs> the Lorelai hears and it just comes running. And uh, yeah, the rage that she was storing up really comes pouring out. She says she doesn't want to hear what you say. We want you to butt out. And Emily says, "We I did it out of concern. And um, Lorelai says they worked things out and there was no help from her. And then says, do us all a favor and shut and up. shut up. And uh, Emily storms out and Lorelai is standing there pulling herself together. And Luke mentions that he's now a fan of speed dial. <laughs> you knew it had to come back after they spent so much time on it. Oh, yeah. All right. So are we ready to talk about the worst episode of Gilmore Girls that's ever been made? Or, yes. Or uh, did you guys... Miss anything in the last episode? We're good. Mm, I think I we covered it. To live and let diorama. My first chapter. Wait, directed by Jackson Douglas. Oh, right, written right, right, right. by Daniel Palladino, which right. is why it's one of the worst Gilmore Girls episodes. Really, I always thought that you know I don't really keep track of this stuff, but I always thought it was like she did the first episode and he'd do the second episode, and they'd usually be pretty good. I think it's pretty, I don't want to speak for an entire fandom, but I think it's pretty well known that his episodes are divisive or like not that well liked or people love to hate them. I don't know. I think 
it's not that great a reputation. Yeah, I don't love to hate this episode, um, <laughs> but this is a disaster. And yeah. it's awful. It's really just awful. Yeah. Any any episodes really that like like it's all music stuff, that's usually him. Oh, that's funny. Like like yeah. Like all the Sophie stuff and all the mm-hmm. band stuff and all the music. Yeah. So Robin, why do you say it's bad? Is it that that Luke is cowing down to Taylor the whole episode? Or wait, to wait. see Rory brokenhearted at the end It's of a them. disaster on every possible end. Okay. <laughs> Drunk parents. single character is a disaster. And every single thing that happens just seems so out of character and or just stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. My first chapter I call Bechdel Pests. Uh, and so... We start at Yale and randomly Rory is yelling at Paris for being pathetic because she's blaring sympathy because suddenly out of nowhere, her and Jonathan are having problems. <clears throat> and, okay. And then we cut over. Well, to- they, they, they've all been having problems because, okay. Cause yeah. Cause we see him get drunk later, but she, you know, they were, Back when Rory was expecting a call from Logan, uh, Paris was expecting a call from Doyle. So Paris and Doyle have been Doyle have been having issues ever since. But yeah, we never we don't hear what the. I mean, did, he just did not call. Like we don't know what started no this. No idea. No okay. context. All we know is Paris is mad, and uh, okay. So then we go to the music store, and hey, Carol King's back as, as Sophie. I wonder what juicy stuff they gave her. <laughs> uh, we have some, you know, preliminary cuteness with Zach. Is you know, yeah, you got a peanut butter on the sitar. We have to then realize that oh yes, this music store has always been here. It's just not been on the show except for that one episode. Um, and Lane brought an album that had Sophie's name on it and wants to talk more to Sophie about uh, her music career. Uh, I have, wait, I have, I have trivia. Okay. Lane asked Sophie about her having written a song on an old record album. In the background, you can hear Pleasant Valley Sunday, which was written by Carol King for the Monkees. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's funny. Um, Sophie is very hesitant about hanging out with Lane. And I don't know what it is. Is it just because she's a kid or what? But maybe we are being led by this writer to think that there's something like Sophie doesn't want to talk to Lane because, you know, we find out later that she is potentially hooking up with Zach. I don't know. But but anyway, uh, (laughs) we, we we go back to Yale and Paris is watching some sort of beach party movie and from you know, really dwelling on the fact that all these people are probably dead. And Rory's like, yeah, this is the sixties. A lot of them there are probably still alive. Um, Rory says they, her and uh, Logan were hot and heavy for two weeks and now crickets. So she is getting out of there and Paris is getting out of there. And again, it's just like, well, the last time I knew you like Paris and Jonathan were having a hard time finding a place to hang out because of roommate problems. Uh, also, I heard that Logan was coming around or, you know, they, they were getting to a point in their dating people that they realized they might want to start just kind of dating each other because 
Logan is feeling jealous for the first time in his life. Uh, so all of a sudden, boom, now they're just not talking for some reason. And we don't get much more of an ex- explanation than that. Don't get it. Um, so, yeah. So Rory is going home. And then when she gets home, she realizes that she sees that Paris actually beat her there. And because <laughs> her parents don't own any property in the United States to go to. So um, meanwhile, um, Lane is having a domestic spat with Zach because Zach, she wants, she needs to go shopping and get cleaning supplies. Why doesn't Zach want to go? And Zach, yeah, like, oh, it's I like go hang out with my friends. Yeah, she was like, you know, oh, Zach will really enjoy this trip to go buy cleaning supplies. He loves to buy cleaning supplies. She was trying to make him happy, and he, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Very yeah. short. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we see Lane juggling cleaning supplies and then sees, she sees, uh, Zach having a nice, uh, chat with Sophie outside the music store and she doesn't say anything to him. She just keeps going. (sighs) Anyway, we're at the whole museum disaster. We'll get to that. But, um, Miss Patty, I love Miss Patty remembering Paris and she's like, oh, you poor thing. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think it had to do with the Chilton thing. The Chilton graduation? Was that what she's referencing? Isn't it when they Paris rented the space to do Romeo and Juliet with Tristan? Oh gosh. Maybe? I don't remember. Because she came in, she was all huffy and like, we reserved this space and <laughs> Uh so yeah, Rory is reassuring Paris, like, don't buckle, don't don't call don't call him. And then Lane shows up, she's glum as well, and they're they're um yeah, yeah, they're drinking at this point. The Miss Patty's drinks, they're very tasty. And Lane is ranting about Zach lying, and Paris is ranting too. And um, Paris then says she wants to go to the bathroom. And Rory's like, you're going to call him, and makes her leave her socks and shoes. Okay. So, go ahead. Would Paris ever go into a, a, a public bathroom, really? And also a public bathroom barefoot? <laughs> right. Gross. <laughs> Gross, gross, gross. Or out onto a street barefoot. I don't know. Maybe the alcohol lent to that. Mm. But it's just like there's nothing leading up to this to make me go, something's going on here. This just seems so, like, random. And then she's out in the middle of Stars Hollow, even running into the streets, begging for change. (laughs) And then Rory, uh, Rory calls Logan's voicemail and hears a message for Vin. And it's like... Oh, yeah, Logan's off having a great time hanging out with a bunch of people and probably didn't invite Rory. And also Lane then confronts Sophie and discovers that Zach is doing secret banjo bluegrass uh, band practice. And I'm just... Uh, okay. Because he's rock and roll, rock and roll's cool, and yeah, bluegrass isn't cool. To his, his girlfriend that he likes bluegrass, that likes playing the banjo. Because nobody ever talks to anybody about anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end of this chapter, uh, Rory is drunk and crying in Lorelai's lap in the bathroom. Why doesn't he like me? Haven't we all cried over somebody on the floor in the bathroom? But why? Where did this ever come from? Where does any of this come from? I don't understand it. Because now she's fully transitioned into the trope of why won't he change to like me? Why can't I make him? Why can't I be what he needs to like me? I feel like we skipped a few episodes, you know? I don't know. Again, she's the worst. 
so that all annoys me. Um, the next chapter, the next chapter is Lorelai runs over her own foot by running her mouth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the beginning of the episode is, uh, Lorelai and Sookie in line. Um, okay. Okay. It, it was a kind of a cute thing back last season or whenever, when the whole town went to a funeral of an old man. Right. But this, the whole town is in line to go pay their last, to go visit for the last time a man who is dying is very disturbing. Like, this is different. This is not cute and whimsical. This is dark and gross. And last time, it was like they were all worried that it came in threes. But this yeah. time, they're, like, excited that it's happening. Yeah. And they were like, all sad that, the, like, all those three people died. Yeah. They're like, uh, oh, he's... Okay, Lorelai calls Rory and Rory says, oh, he's been dying my whole life. Yeah, this is the 17th time... That they've had to do this, they say. So that's why they're so like nonchalant about it because they've done it. Kirk so selling many different times. silver souvenirs. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Twickham uh, muttered something about Lori Laughlin and died. <laughs> because he was watching Summerland. Yeah. Varsity Blues. <laughs> um. So. Luke is excited for the lint, the end being on the cover of a magazine and actually went through the magazine writers and pointed out the ones that he thinks would be great for this article. And Lorelai's like, you don't get to choose. Yeah, this was really weird. Okay, yes, he's very excited and he's proud of Lorelai, but it's like he's on freaking drugs. <laughs> yes, it's like so, he, so hot up. Yeah. And uh, then he's like tweaking. Yeah. And then Lorelai sees that the window's broke. She says, why did you break the window? Oh, Taylor broke the window. No. Right. Oh, we'll get into that. We got to stick on Lorelai, okay. though. Is that okay. the first lie of the episode? <laughs> I don't know. There's I, a I, lot. I, 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 dis- I, I disorganized this entire episode into uh, conversation just, topics. My note just says, why is Luke lying so much? Yeah. And then he's like excited for the town meeting. He's like, oh, we're late for, you love those things. And he makes sure that Lorelai goes to the town meeting. Okay. 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 Listen, that's the Luke stuff. I'm talking about the Lorelai stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Gosh, don't you, can't you see my notes? No. Uh, no. Maybe I should start sharing my notes with you. That would might help. Might help. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think I'll do that. Actually. I, I hate to have us uh, constantly uh, derail each other. Um, all right. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, Lorelai is getting interviewed and um, the lady's, you know, really interested in her and is like talking about how this inn really must have reflected your upbringing. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, she said the fortress of solitude makes this makes this place look like a Jamaican paradise or something like that. And then just starts going off on Emily. Just starts. Yeah. Mentioning so much Stalin shit. and Hitler and Pol Pot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't you see it from a mile away? You moron! Like, what is wrong with you? This is this is a mistake. This is such a mistake. I mean, it seems like such like a like. Why does Rory need to tell her it's a mistake? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody had yeah. to, I guess. Ugh. And also, you did your limerick, <laughs> which I was like, oh, I want to hear that limerick, but oh well. Uh. Oh, meanwhile, they're taking care of Kirk, and he's covering his eyes and running into things because he doesn't want to look into Rory's old bedroom with them both in there because one of Stupid. them could be naked. Stupid. Also, uh, Lorelai is uh, playing mom to 
Rory, Paris, <laughs> and Kirk. Especially that Kirk. was so cute <sighs> when he built the four out of the cereal boxes. <laughs> like, no forts. Kirk, turn off the cartoons and come eat your breakfast. You're going to wear and a jacket. And he didn't want to wear a jacket. Yeah. I don't want to wear a jacket. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so that might have been one nice part of the episode. I don't know. Uh, all right, so Lorelai then pleads with uh, the writer, like, hey, can you do a rewrite for a friend? She's like, we're not friends. <laughs> and uh, and then says, you know, if we took out this quote, we have to take out the entire article, the whole thing. And so Lorelai later calls and has the article pulled. And I just finished this chapter by writing, I'm sure Suki and Michelle are super pleased about this. I mean, about what they had to go through yeah. for this article. We'll probably yeah, never hear about it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like it's such such like a selfish, like a stupid thing turning into a selfish thing. Uh, and uh, yeah. All right. Final chapter. Luke is the latest male character to be suddenly struck with fragile male ego disease. <laughs> uh, that's the chapter title. So yeah, Taylor's Taylorness broke the window, according to Luke. And, uh, yeah, he's excited to go to the town meeting. Um, town meeting, Taylor's trying to find a place for Kirk. So I guess this is the plot line. Kirk is just now being passed from place to place because I guess they're running out of jobs to give them, give him, and they need him to be goofy and seen. So they're going to have Kirk kind of randomly show up in different people's houses and businesses and things because he's staying there. I'm assuming that's what we're mm-hmm. doing with that. Uh, so the plan is to turn Twickham's house into a museum because he had memorabilia um, and then after it runs for a little bit, then it's going to get disposed of by the head of the historical society, which is Taylor, of course. Mm-hmm. And Luke just keeps chatting back with Taylor and volunteering to help. And we find out that he threw a frying pan at Taylor because Taylor was playing his Muzak too loud. And so did Luke literally throw a frying pan through the window to get at Taylor playing music in his candy store or. Yeah. Yes. Because music is that terrible. It is terrible. But gosh, just destroy an entire, like that seems really. Well, I mean, when the, when the glass went up back like two seasons ago, Mm -hmm. didn't you know that that was a recipe for disaster a glass being between Luke and Taylor. Like, you knew this was going to happen. Yeah, I guess. And I'm glad it happened uh. off screen. <laughs> Maybe it would have been, it would have been seen as something a little bit too violent for this show if it actually happened. Yeah, it would have been actual action. Yeah. Uh, people would be like, oh, Actually, hearing Luke doing that, that seems kind of funny. But actually seeing Luke doing that, you're, like, kind of on Taylor's side? (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, Lorelai is really intrigued by Luke's behavior. And uh, he says to her that he just wants to do right by Twickham, who is just kind of like like another dad to him. Mm -hmm. Line number two. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's just, like, happy couple, happy couple. For two seconds, while we set up the lies, just like one, two, three, four, <laughs> like now we have a reason for Lorelai to be mad at Luke. Um, although these seem like really small lies, I don't know. They don't seem as severe as like not saying you're hanging out with your your ex and spent like the night with him drinking. I it just seems like 
different. Like he wants to keep this house like a, a secret because I'm sure he's envisioning has visions of him and Lorelai. I don't know. We'll get to it. Um, but it's a, developing a pattern. Yeah. So yeah, Taylor makes him his right hand man uh, because uh, Luke's like, Taylor calls him on the whole Twickham thing and uh, that Luke actually hated him. And uh, Luke says he's doing it for Lorelai. He wants to be on the straight and narrow to impress her. And, uh, no, he says because Lorelai asked him oh, Lorelai to asked be him, more so, involved yeah. with town things, which that's is line right. number three. Yep. <laughs> well, that's to Taylor, but so who cares? But um, it just shows this is why when I said, did Nettie, I think Nettie told you that I said Luke is not the best. <laughs> He's and, definitely not the best in this episode. And this is why, because he has a pattern of lying. And this, this is... Mm, yes. Okay. Continue. So yeah, the, Taylor anymore. ends up having a private meeting with Luke because Luke disagreed with him in front of people, and he doesn't like number one Luke disagreeing with him in front of people, or just num- number two disagreeing with him at all. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kirk and Kyle are having fun with the mannequins. That's kind of funny. Um, and the carpenter is here. It turns out it's Dean, <sighs> who uh, refuses to wave at Luke. He's like, so angry. It's like he's in, he's being inhabited by Jess's angry spirit. Yes. Something supernatural going on with him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a... So, yeah, Dean ends up having to help um, Luke with the, the cannonball. It's very uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, the museum opens and... Uh, we see the cannonball ended up going through the floor. The all the memorabilia is really just really not legitimate. Uh, Luke ends up pulling a Sears tag off of this old American flag, <laughs> and then we get into the dioramic history presentation, where I was just like, the only thing that made me laugh was the mute child joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> was the only thing I was like, okay, okay. My notice is no. Why? Yeah, and even with the mute child joke, I was like, "That's kind of uncomfortable." Yeah, but it's 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 definitely one I totally saw coming. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. there it is." But I don't know; it's just something of that little mute mannequin, just close up of its <laughs> smiling face. I I they did it two times. I was waiting for them to do it a third time because I think that you know comedy entries and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Taylor um, says to Luke. He wants to keep it, keep the place open for another year. And Luke's like, no, this place is crap. Like this diorama is a total joke. Um, you know, you, these memorabilia isn't even real. Um, and you're going to be sinking a ton of money into it and it wouldn't be a good idea. And then says that he wants the house himself and then mentions about raising a family. And that actually gets Taylor's attention. So, um, I am wondering if Taylor is like, well, I suppose if I allow Luke to have this building, I'm investing in the town that I love (laughs) because this is a thing that will keep them together, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. But then later, uh, Luke confronts Dean because Dean's just been glowering at him this entire episode. And he's like, you want to take a shot? Come on, let's do this. And um, Dean tells him to go back to his girlfriend while you've got one. And Zen says, you are just, we're the same person. Like, we're people with no futures, and the town is just all we are. And these women, it's not good enough for them. And you're going to end up just like me. 
so bitter. Yeah. And Luke is left just standing there complete, completely put back on his heels by, I mean, as much as he growls back, this really gets to him, of course. And I'm just like, really, Luke, a full grown man who's been looking at Dean as this young buck, like all this time and immature and not knowing what he wants to do and not good for Rory and yada, 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 that he is going to be bothered by Dean. The other thing is that Rory and Lorelai are at two completely different places in their life. Right. Like Rory, it makes sense that Rory is going to college and figuring stuff out and what she wants and is trying to expand her horizons. That's the point. Yeah. Lorelai chose to open an inn and stay. And she's grounded in that community just like Lucas. Yes, she may have this opportunity for consulting or whatever her dad was talking to her about after the insurance thing. But, like, she has a business there. (laughs) She has a house there. Like, it's, like, there are two totally different places in their lives. Like, why is this, like, sullen 19-year-old being, like... (laughs) She's going to leave you. She's going off into the world. No, she's not. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, uh, I mean, you know, obviously he's concerned that she's too good for him, you know, and the parents keep pushing that into Luke's head as well. And I just, I don't know. I, I just, I have much more respect for Luke that I would think that he would not be acting like this. As again, this is more, what is this character doing that I have been watching and place and been rooting for and been interested in and, followed every step of them what are they doing what why and and it just i bring it back to the writer like the writer obviously i don't know they must have needed to like do one last uh roll of the dice before the last four of the 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 season to really mix things up again where it's just like why don't they just let this these two just be okay with each other and deal with things together for a little while Uh, why does why do we have to constantly worry about them breaking up it's so annoying <laughs> and to have to have dean of all people just kind of step into an episode uh like a half a season after he's last been in this show um and also poor jerry padalecki i just want to say this is his final appearance on gilmore girls and i'm sure he comes back for the reunion but this is this is it this is this is his final swan song performance for gilmore girls before he heads off to supernatural and you know doesn't look in the uh in the rear view of baby you know <laughs> like uh why why would they give this to to him also carol king poor lady <laughs> she's given this show a, a lovely theme song and all of a sudden she's brought back to make it make lane think for two seconds that zach is sleeping with her for some reason what what's happening here i don't know also, they bring Dean back in what for his last episode, and Rory's going through all this emotional problem with Logan, and they don't give us a little Dean Rory one more time. Just I was like, as soon as I saw Dean, I was like, oh, of course, you know, they're gonna Rory and Dean are gonna have one more talk or something. He's gonna mm-hmm. say something to her that right. That's what would nothing, be expected. Nothing. Yeah. What a waste. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I really want to say I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to recognize wait. any of these characters at this point. 
I have so many feelings. <laughs> I hope you have like a discussion show at the end where we can all chime in and be like, this is what we wanted to tell you. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I love the fact that people are actually listening to this one and are ahead of me on this. I've never really been in this position before. And I hope I don't like, I hope I don't sound too stupid to people. So <laughs> if you do like season wrap ups, like you did for Smallville, uh-huh. I have thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we'll be doing any of those because I just kind of want to. We're we're like. I know, I know, I know. You don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. (laughs) (laughs) That was like that was the perfect quote for this show. I I know, I know. You don't want to wait. Okay, well, um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I think I've screamed enough about this this episode in particular. Um, You guys got anything left? Do you want to talk about? Yeah, I agree. So bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, do you guys agree with me that this may be yes. the first one? I, yeah, I know. Luke, uh, mm. Luke was coming? like, a... <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but I just. I know there's a Paladino at less final season that everybody hates. And I'm like, no, this I is don't a... hate it. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, this is a Paladino episode, you know, the husband. Uh, and I, I think it's the worst one. So I don't, I don't know. I can't, I watch them it all so much all together that I don't know that I can like parse out if it's like the one that I like the least. I know that I did not enjoy it watching it for this. And I, this is probably one that if I had it on, I would like skip or be doing other things while it was playing <laughs> and just like not right. thinking about it. But I tend to personally skip a lot of the end of season five and season six. <laughs> when I'm rewatching without giving too much away. <laughs> okay. So, Steph, did yeah. you have something that you wanted to say? No, I mean, we want to see the town do fun things. Yes. Not build a museum and say goodbye to an old man. A like, really terrible stereotype. Like, like, what were they trying to make fun? Like, what were they trying? What points were they trying to make? Why? You mean with the museum? Yeah, like it was this, in a commentary on. Yeah, this seemed like like, like something that Parks and Recreation does museum? so much better. <laughs> or like, you know, there's like that museum that that's like shows that people live with dinosaurs, and there was an evolution. Like, is it a commentary on people that believe that because they're like, we can be homeschooled? Like, I don't. I just, you know, I don't know what what. Were they going after someone? Were they trying to make a point? Everybody's being homeschooled right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it just seemed tone deaf. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I, I can see the idea of Stars Hollow, you know, with the reenactors and everything, having a museum. But this was, yeah, it was just with Luke just... What like, is the word? Cow and I'm going to say cow down to Taylor. The whole episode is just and not even at the end when like Lorelai's in there and she's like, oh, I never realized like how beautiful this house is. Like they still never talk about the fact that Luke maybe wants them to one day move in there. Like it's all just like, oh, yeah, I guess it is nice. I never noticed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't just talk to each other. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that, yeah. I think I've hit that point many times. 
I'm sorry. All right, Steph. The episodes we'll watch next week. Yeah, what is it? But I'm a Gilmore. But I'm a Gilmore. Um, that sounds like privilege. Yeah. Uh, is, is this Karen Gilmore? We're going to finally meet her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, how many Cropogs to... to Cape Cod, isn't oh, it? Oh, 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 okay. It, sorry. How, how many... How... How many Cropogs to Cape Cod? How depressing is it that I know that that's the episode title <laughs> off the top of my head? Cropogs. I don't even. Is that a different kind of currency that I've never heard of? Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Somebody in Cape Cod is Rory going to find Logan in some place in Cape Cod? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that word is uh blame booze and melville well that sounds like a that sounds like a light and dark brigade party to me uh yeah i wonder if they're gonna try to bring back the the magic of uh you know you jump i jump in and have another kind of party like that i don't know mm-hmm. or maybe we find out where the leather bound books have been hiding we've had they they i mean they had pulp friction. They could have had some sort of pulp thing going on there, but no. And it was just like Rory working at a bookstore for a moment. Or was that the okay. same episode? I don't even know. The season five finale is A House is Not a Home. Oh, boy. Um, this is Luke finally revealing this the mountain of lies he's told to keep Lorelai from knowing about the the house that he is uh, building or is he you know not building but renovating for them to be together their 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 home together but uh, of course we would never lose out on the Gilmore house I mean I visited there so um, it's very important to them <laughs> and it's much more I don't know maybe they'll make this uh, this new house something interesting that Luke builds, but I, I feel this is going to be another, um, another breakup of Lorelai and Luke. And, um, hopefully they do it well, because just thinking about it makes me more angry than sad. Um, but you know, if they do it well, maybe I'll actually be, uh, emotionally devastated as I want to be. Cause uh, I like good drama. I, I want it to be earned though. Okay. So what you're saying is you don't like it when showrunners toy with your emotions. I want them to, but I want it all to make sense. And not just because they want something out of it. No, when you see that it's like, oh no, but we have to have we have to have a reason for Logan and Rory to be together. So obviously Dean's going to be the worst. Um, we need Dean to be with Rory again because obvi- so obviously Jess has got to turn into the worst. That is so, like, transparent and has been one of the worst parts of this show. So, Oh, I Googled Cropog. Oh, yeah? <laughs> a Cropog is a Yale-specific unit of measurement. Oh. That's, interesting. Wait, I don't want to explain. That does get explained in the episode. That's why I didn't say anything. This is okay. from a Mental Floss article titled, The Origins of Non-Gab-Worthy Gilmore Girls Terms. Okay. Well, Jen, thank you so much 
for being on our podcast for our thank you for having me season of guests and we'll have to have you back again yes have uh, me back once you get to season seven i can tell you why i actually enjoy season most of season a lot of seasons <laughs> it seems to be diminishing here <laughs> no i'm just thinking well there's reasons and I, can't, I won't talk about it now anymore. I, I really don't want to spoil you. I enjoy listening I to you that. talking about it. And I don't want my, you know, well, since you already heard that lots of people don't like season seven, I'll just say that I personally don't think it's so terrible as a lot of people say. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because I think of things that happen in season six that I think season seven had to rectify real quick. So, <laughs> um, and because that was the gamble that they took that didn't pay off. Okay. And, <laughs> and I don't know. I think that like, I, I, I feel that when I watch it, it's not that, that different. Like, yes, it's a little bit different, but I think that it does what it has to do. And I don't know. I you know, that was, I didn't start watching Gilmore Girls right at the beginning. I sort of like came in midway through, like caught up all to it when like all the Luke and Lorelai stuff was really happening at the end of season four, beginning of season five. And that's when I started watching it regularly. So I didn't feel like there was, you know, it was still like we're binging it. So I had to wait all summer for season seven. And then I didn't feel like it was such a huge big difference there i don't know maybe people notice it more now that they can like binge it but right yeah well anyway we're definitely going to be binging it we'll we'll see <laughs> see i think I, the problem that most people have with season seven is is the relationships that it wasn't don't i i don't want to say i don't want to yeah i don't want to spoil robin uh-huh. but i just think that like they work really hard to correct some real big gambles that I don't think paid off in season oh, okay. six. Okay. And then once that is righted, like that's, I don't, I don't know. I think season seven was in my humble opinion, fine. And I liked it better than season six. So much to look forward to. <laughs> okay. Thank you yes. again, Jen. For Me being too. Here. Cause I can't even remember. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want to wreck it. I don't want to, and I don't want to bias you too much. Like you have to watch it and you, you do you. <laughs> we'll watch it <clears throat> alright well uh, I guess uh, until next time join- Jen of course you're going to join us for this uh, we just want to say la 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 la